Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast. We're in our short version with the book of Hebrews, and we are in chapter 7. Yesterday, we started our discussion of this mysterious person, Melchizedek, that's found in the story of Abraham in Genesis 14. And we talked a little bit about what the writer of Hebrews discusses there concerning Melchizedek and the nature of who he is by way of his name. And his name is actually translated king of righteousness in the Hebrew. He's also physically the king of Salem, according to Genesis chapter 14. So his name means king of righteousness, and his domain is the king of peace. So it's a very interesting thing that we have this character show up in the Old Testament. And I shared in yesterday's episode, just on a devotional level, how it's very easy to get hung up maybe on trying to figure out who this guy is and what the significance of his name might be and the fact that the writer of Hebrews paints him as being this almost heavenly character. And like I shared in the previous episode, some interpreters have tried to say that this might be some type of pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. I don't know if we can go that far or not, but I just pointed out that God in his sovereignty, knowing all the things that were going to happen over time and with the appearance ultimately of Christ and knowing that the Levitical priesthood was going to be in place and knowing that there was going to be a mindset with the Jews that was going to have to be overcome. Um, he places this man, Melchizedek, in history at such a time whereby he can connect the priesthood of Christ back to the priesthood of Melchizedek and show that by his connection to Melchizedek as this great high priest of God, unknown at that time to anyone, not to mention the Jews, it places Christ in a far superior position than the Levitical priest. So without going into too much detail about who this man might be, we have to stay focused on what the writer of Hebrews is driving at. So let's move on through the passage in this episode and let's get down to the actual reasoning that the writer of Hebrews uses to set Christ in a more superior position as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. So I'm going to read verses 4 through 10 for this morning's episode. Now observe how great this man was to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the choicest spoils. And those indeed of the sons of Levi who received the priest's office have commandment in the law to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their brethren, although these are descended from Abraham." But the one whose genealogy is not traced from them collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed the one who had promises. But without any dispute, the lesser is blessed by the greater. And in this case, mortal men receive tithes. But in that case, one received them of whom it is witnessed that he lives on. And so to speak... Through Abraham, even Levi, who received tithes, paid tithes, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now, it's a very interesting passage of Scripture, and let's just kind of pick our way through it and see if we can understand what the writer of Hebrews is trying to communicate. 
So first of all, we have to understand that the sons of Levi, according to the law, were given a commandment to collect the tithe from the children of Israel. This is the primary reason why the tithe was instituted for the nation of Israel so that the sons of Levi who acted in the capacity of the priest could receive a livelihood for the service that they offered. They were fully devoted to God. So God put this economy of the tithe in place so that the sons of Levi could be provided for. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on the tithe. This is not going to be a place where we teach on the tithe, nor is this a passage of Scripture that should be used to support the tithe. If I just want to go on record as saying that the tithe was a provision in the law for the children of Israel so that the Levitical priesthood could have the necessary things that they needed to be able to live life food and sustenance. This is not a reason why Christians today should give a tithe. Tithe was a provision of God for the Israelites to be able to support the priesthood. We know today under the new covenant, which we're going to see throughout the book of Hebrews, there is a new covenant now in which we are all priests and kings and we all minister unto the Lord and we don't receive tithes anymore for that service. Every believer is a priest. So the economy of the tithe was done away with under the old covenant. And there's no argument that the writer is trying to present here concerning tithe. I've already commented in the previous episode, the giving of a tenth was already something that was being done, obviously 400 years before the law was ever instituted with the Levitical priesthood and the provisional tithe for them. And Abraham acted in in that when giving the tenth of the spoils of the war to Melchizedek. So that's all I want to say about the tithe at this point. So let's move on through the passage. So he's saying that in the same way that the sons of Levi received the tithe according to the commandment of the law from their brothers, this one, Melchizedek, whose genealogy is not traced from Levi, He collected a tithe from Abraham, and he blessed the one who had the promise. So in verse 7, he says, Without any dispute, the lesser is blessed by the greater. What is he saying? He's saying that if you want to compare Abraham to Melchizedek, it is clear from the nature of who Melchizedek is and what his domain is as the king of Salem and the king of righteousness, he is the greater. Abraham is the lesser. So the greater blesses the lesser. And as a result, the lesser gives a tithe. He gives a tenth of all the spoils. And in that act, he is demonstrating that he acknowledges that this man, Melchizedek, is a worthy priest to receive the tenth of the spoils. So he says in verse 8, In the case of mortal men, men according to the order of the Levitical priesthood, the Levites who fulfilled the Levitical priesthood were just mortal men. They died and they were succeeded by their sons and by their ancestors to fulfill the role of the priesthood. They received tithes. But in this case... 
the one Melchizedek whom it is witnessed according to his name and according to the nature of who he is, he lives on. So it's as if he is an immortal man according to the way he's presented in Scripture. And so he's saying that because Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek, it means also that the mortal priests in the order of Levi actually tithed to Melchizedek. Now, there's a very important principle that the writer of Hebrews is bringing to the forefront here. The point that he's making is that Levi was actually in the loins of Abraham. What does he mean? Well, Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was the father of Jacob. And Jacob became Israel, and Israel became the 12 tribes. And one of those tribes was the tribe of Levi, the son of Jacob. And so if you trace the lineage, if you're looking at a great, great grandson of Abraham, then he's saying that in a very real sense, Levi, because he is a direct descendant of Abraham, he actually gave tithes to Melchizedek. He's saying that Levi, as the representative of the Levitical priesthood, actually submitted up under the authority of Melchizedek. Though he was not alive, he paid tithes through Abraham to Melchizedek. So he's saying that because of this, Melchizedek is a greater priest. So he concludes there in verse 9, and he says, so to speak, through Abraham, even Levi, who received tithes in the natural when he was alive, Live, he actually paid tithes to Melchizedek. So he uses this whole process of the giving of the tenth of the spoil of Abraham to Melchizedek, and he traces the lineage to show that even Levi, as the priest, was inferior to this superior priesthood of Melchizedek. And he's going to connect Jesus to the order of Melchizedek. Now, remember, we've already established that the promise that was given to Abraham was given also to his seed, not to his seeds, but to his seed singular. And Paul tells us in Galatians that that seed is Christ. So just as Abraham, who had the promise, was blessed by Melchizedek and Abraham gave a tenth to him, he also blesses the one who has the promise, who is Christ. So it's this idea of this corporate identity. Levi was actually in the loins of Abraham, and he paid tithes to this superior priest, Melchizedek, and Jesus was also in the loins of Abraham. And this superior priest, when he blesses Abraham, he also blesses Christ. And there's a connection then between Jesus as the high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. It's really a magnificent theological process, if you want to put it that way. I love what happens in this whole transaction. And again, it comes back to the sovereignty of God. Only God could put these things in place in such a way that Jesus could be elevated above the Jewish economy of the Levitical priesthood. 
so that the argument could be airtight that he is a priest eternally according to this immortal person, Melchizedek, and his connection to him as a great high priest. So today I want you to reflect on the actual process that we're talking about. You know, sometimes studying these concepts is difficult and getting our head around what the biblical writers are saying. I'm not saying that everybody has to be a theologian, but it really is beneficial for us to get into the scriptures and understand what the writers are communicating, because these are very deep, significant truths that support the foundation of our faith. And this is exactly what the writer of Hebrews was trying to do with his listeners and his readers. These Jewish believers needed to understand the superiority of Christ over and against the Levitical priesthood of the Jewish religious economy. And he is making an airtight argument that because of his connection to Melchizedek, he occupies a priesthood that is greater. Now, he's going to continue along in this passage. We'll see more of it in the next episode. But today, I just want you to reflect on this amazing process that God has done to elevate Christ at the highest level as a priest, according to Melchizedek. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.